Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah Ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah Ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah Hayya ala
Today, I had intended to first relate some accounts of some of the companions of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, before speaking on respected Mirza Anas Ahmad Sahib, who passed away a few days ago. However, I have received so many letters from people relating various aspects about him, that I have decided to only mention him today. Mirza Anas Ahmad Sahib was the eldest son of Hazrat Khalifatul Masih III, Rahimahullah, and he passed away in Rabwa a few days ago at the age of 81. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Surely to Allah we belong, and to him shall we return. He was the eldest paternal grandson of Hazrat Muslim ta'ala anhu, and he was the maternal grandson of Hazrat Nawab Mubarakah Begum Sahiba and Nawab Muhammad Ali Khan Sahib. and hence he was also my cousin through my maternal uncle. He attained his early education from Qadiyan and later completed his education in Rabwa. He then obtained a master's degree from the University of Punjab and then he served in the college there for some time and he then studied at Oxford University here in England from where he obtained a master's degree. By the grace of God Almighty, he formally dedicated his life to the service of Islam Ahmadiyyat in 1955 and then entered into the practical field in 1962. And he worked in various departments with great diligence and he had the habit of working with great passion, determination and effort. He was very well versed in the subject of Hadith, i.e. traditions of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and also philosophy and English literature. He was especially fond of Hadith, therefore due to his personal interest, he attained his initial study in Hadith from the late respected Mulvi Khurshid Ahmed Sahib. 
He also had a very good library at his home, which contained many rare books, and he was a very keen reader. And whenever a student approached him for guidance regarding any field of knowledge, he would give him very valuable advice. He had sets of books comprising of the important canon of Hadith, and he had collected these books from various bookshops. When he dedicated his life in 1955 and presented himself for this purpose, Hazrat Muslim Anhu spoke about him and said that I have initiated the scheme of dedication in the community and upon doing so I have received three applications and one of them is from my paternal grandson Mirza Anas Ahmed who is the son of Mirza Nasir Ahmed Sahib May Allah enable him to fulfill his intention. Also, Anas Ahmed has written to me that I had intended to dedicate my life after having studied law. However, now you may appoint me wherever you wish as I am ready for anything. By the grace of God Almighty, he was able to serve in various offices of the Jamaat for 56 years. His initial posting was in the Talimul Islam College as a lecturer and later he was appointed as the Naib Nazir Islawi Shad in 1975 before being appointed as the additional Nazir Islawi Shad. He also served as the private secretary to Hazrat Khalifatul Masih III and to Hazrat Khalifatul Masih IV as well during his first trip to Europe. He also had the opportunity to serve as the administrator of Jamia Ahmadiyya and he also served as Nazir Talim for a few years. He also served as the Naib Nazir Diwan and currently he was serving as the Vakilu Tasnif in Tehrik e Jadid. He was initially serving as the Vakilu Tasnif and then in March 1999 he was appointed as the Vakilu Ishaat. And even though he had reached the age of retirement in 1997, however, he was enabled to serve until his very last breath. He also had the opportunity to serve in the central bodies of Khudamul Ahmadiyya and Ansarullah. He also translated Brahini Ahmadiyya and Mahmud Ki Amin into English, which have already been published. And he was currently working on the proofreading of the English translation of Surma Chashma'ariya, Izala Waham and Durasmin. When our schools were nationalized, the Jamaat began to open its own schools under the Nasir Foundation and he also served as its chairman. He was also a member of the Majlis Iftar, i.e. the Committee of Jurisprudence and he was also a member of the board for the Noor Foundation. The Noor Foundation was established in order to publish the books of Ahadith, i.e. sayings and traditions of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him under the Jamaat and also to prepare its translations and commentary. And currently he was translating Musnad Ahmad bin Hanbal into Urdu.
Hazrat Muslim Aud radiyallahu ta'ala anhu has related an incident in regards to the migration from Qadian after the partition from India. This is an historical account and it is in relation to a personal sacrifice offered by Hazrat Muslim Aud radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. However, since he is also mentioned in this account, I will relate it. Hazrat Muslim Aud radiyallahu ta'ala anhu states that when they came from Qadian, he said to the members of his family, that they will receive the same amount of food from the langar, i.e. the kitchen, as other people will receive. He said that due to the difficult circumstances of the time, a ration had been set. Hazrat Muslim Aoud said that in those days, due to the financial difficulties, he had given instructions of only serving one piece of bread per person. And he gave the same instruction to the members of his own family, that they will also only receive one piece of bread per person. Hazrat Muslim Aoud states that one day my nephew Anas Amal came crying to me and I was told that he says that one piece of bread does not fill his stomach. I said that I am still only going to give one piece of bread. However, if one piece of bread does not fill his stomach, then you can give me half a piece and give the other half to him. Hazrat Muslim Aoud further said, in this manner, I will be content with half a piece of bread and he will have one and a half pieces of bread to eat. Hazrat Muslim Aoud said, that when the condition of only one piece of bread for the guests is removed, I will also increase the amount per person for the members of my family. However, as long as the condition of one piece of bread for the guests is not removed, you should give him half of my bread. As the Muslim Aoud states that by the grace of God Almighty, the conditions improved later on, and not only did the state of the crops of the fields in Sindh improve, but God Almighty also opened other avenues of income, and this restriction of one piece of bread per person was subsequently removed. His son-in-law Mirza Wahid Ahmed Sahib writes, Once I was travelling to Bukhara and Samarkand, and upon this Mirza Anas Ahmed Sahib said to me, Since you are travelling there, you should also visit the grave of Imam Bukhari and pray for him on my behalf and convey my greetings. This was due to his love for the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, as the person who collected and provided for us a treasure of the sayings and incidents of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, hundreds of years ago deserves that we pray for him and convey our greetings to him. Dr. Nuri Sahib then writes that in all of my experiences with him, as I had the opportunity to see him on many occasions, I have observed that whatever task was entrusted to him, he would complete it with great enthusiasm. He would complete his tasks with great devotion, diligence and passion. He further says that despite being weak and ill, I have seen him translate books of the promised Messiah on his laptop. He would type for hours on the computer and his fellow colleagues would stand beside him with references from the Holy Quran and the books of the promised Messiah He frequently used to say that my only desire is to complete the tasks which the Khalifa of the time has entrusted me with through the help of God Almighty. Nuri Sahib further writes that his memory was also excellent. He was a true lover of the sayings of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. And he used to narrate the incidents of the promised Messiah and the Khulafa with such zeal and passion and in an extremely pleasant manner that he would captivate the heart of the listener. And whilst narrating the incidents, his eyes would well up and his tone would become emotional. 
he was also very patient. And Nuri Sahib further writes in regards to this, He always demonstrated patience and courage in all kinds of difficult circumstances. He courageously used to bear every difficulty. And due to his illness, he was neither able to hold a cup of tea, nor turn on his bed. However, despite this, he always continued his work and fulfilled his responsibilities with great devotion, and he never left any opportunity for any kind of complaint. He was always content with the will of God Almighty. Nuri Sahib further states that he would greet every guest joyfully and with a smile, and this was an excellent quality of his. When he came to visit me one day prior to being admitted to the Tahir Heart Institute, an extreme sense of pain was visible on his face due to his illness. However, despite this, he smilingly said that I believe that my end is near and that I am going to meet my Lord. And he said this while smiling. Then, in relation to his gratitude, Nuri Sahib writes that his quality of thankfulness and gratitude was endless. He says that on two occasions, he very lovingly said to me that I will never be able to repay you for the sincere kindness you have shown me and taken care of me. Nuri Sahib says that whilst he was expressing these sentiments, he gave me the diary of Hazrat Khalifatul Masih III, in which Hazur had written his dreams. And he also gave me a coat that belonged to Hazrat Khalifatul Masih III. He was also very kind towards the medical team as well. I have personally seen the library in his room and Nuri Sahib has also written that the shelves on all four walls are filled to the ceiling with books and it contained books related to science, economy and various other topics which he said that he had personally read. Nudat Sahiba, the daughter of the late Mir Daud Ahmad Sahib says that hearing about his demise brought back many of his memories to my heart and mind and it refreshed memories of Hazrat Khalifatul Masih III. She says that on the occasion of the wedding of my daughter, in order to check the arrangements, I entered the marquee before the given time and saw that Brother Anas was already sitting there and was crying. I was amazed as to why he had come here so early and upon seeing me he said, that I am greatly missing your father today, i.e. the late Mir Daud Ahmed Sahib, and hence I came here in order to pray for you. His nephew Amir Ahmed writes that in times of happiness and sorrow, he was always a loving father. There are ups and downs in every family. However, he forgave in a manner as if nothing had ever happened. As a matter of fact, if he felt that someone was hurt, as a result of his guidance or counsel, he would apologize and seek forgiveness from that person the next day. And this was despite the fact that it was a virtuous piece of guidance or counsel. Muniruddin Shamsahib, who is the additional Vakilut Tasneef, states that I met him on many occasions and always found him to be kind and caring. He would never let me feel our age difference or his superiority in terms of knowledge despite the fact that he was much older than me.
Muniruddin Sahib further writes that I found him to be very helpful and accommodating ever since I began dealing with him in regards to Tasneef-related work. Whenever he was assigned a task, he would carry it out with immense hard work and diligence. In fact, he would say, continue to give me more work. The more work I get during my illness, the better. He had a relation of immense sincerity and utmost loyalty with Khilafat, and whenever we had a conversation about work, he would always ask me to convey his greetings to Hazul, and would always ask if there was anything related to his work that has displeased Hazul. He would always remain worried about upsetting Hazrat Khalifatul Masih. Shams Sahib further writes, Whenever he was assigned any work from my office, he would try his best to complete it as soon as possible with immense joy despite being ill. He had the opportunity to offer some notable services in regards to translating some books of the Promised Messiah in English. And he was able to render excellent translations of some portions of Rahini Ahmadiyya. Whenever our team would be finalizing any translation, we would always take his opinions into consideration. And whenever he was conveyed an instruction, i.e. any instruction given from me through Vakalat al-Tasneef, in which his suggestion or opinion was sought, he would give a very detailed and comprehensive opinion. Indeed, he was a scholar and possessed tremendous knowledge, which the Jamaat has been deprived of now, but may God Almighty continue to produce more scholars. One of his attributes, which has been mentioned by many people, including many missionaries, and Sham Sahib has also written about this as well, that he had immense respect for missionaries, and this was a major quality of his. He would always guide them intellectually as well. Hafiz Muzaffar Ahmed Sahib, who is the additional Nazir Islaw Ishad Mukami Rabwa, stated, that Mia Sahib possessed many attributes, piety, love of God, love for the Holy Quran, love for the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, simplicity, Politeness and compassion were his salient attributes. Along with fulfilling the rights due to Allah, he remained cognizant about fulfilling the rights due to humanity. He took great care of the poor and needy people, and he would never turn away a poor person even if he had to take a loan to help them. Hafiz Sahib further writes, He was a scholarly personality who had a great zeal for acquiring knowledge, and he worked very hard in this regard. He then writes, he told me once that he completed the first round of reading all the books of the Promised Messiah during his holidays after his matriculation exam. And he had mentioned this to me as well. In fact, he wrote this to me once in a letter stating that he completed the first reading of all the books of the Promised Messiah when he was 15 or 16 years old. Hafiz Sahib then further writes, He was a true lover of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. And thus, he had particular fondness towards the subject of hadith, i.e. traditions of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. In fact, he had so much love for the subject, that through his own personal love and study, he developed such competence in the Arabic language, that apart from the hadith, he would also read its commentary in Arabic. And after his matriculation exam, he studied Sahih Bukhari from Hakim Khurshid Sahib, and afterwards, when he was a lecturer in the college, I would see his car parked at Hakim Sahib's house in the morning before he left for his work. 
and so he would study hadith from Hakim Sahib before going to work. Hafiz Muzaffar Sahib then further states, After this he studied the Sihasita, which is the collection of six authentic books of Ahadith, and various other books of Ahadith as well, because of his personal interest, and remained a student until his last breath. And he gathered a grand collection of the books of Ahadith in his library, which included many useful and rare books. In this regard, he had a very beautiful and unique library. And he was so fond of obtaining the knowledge of Ahadith, that he collected books on various subjects of Ahadith, such as Ilmul Rajal and Ilmul Usul, and he would study these books very closely, and would discuss these concepts during intellectual discussions. And later, when I established a board of members to translate the Sihasita, this was called the Nur Foundation, and its purpose was to translate the Ahadith, as I wanted them to be translated into Urdu, and to write a commentary of these Ahadith. And in regards to this, Hafiz Muzaffar Ahmed Sahib writes, that Mia Sahib was also appointed as a member of this board, and despite his work engagements, he took on this task of translating Musnad Ahmed bin Hanbal in Urdu, which was the most difficult and time-consuming work. And despite all other engagements and his illness, he continuously carried out this work and even translated one portion of this which consisted of countless number of ahadith. And this service rendered by him shall always be remembered. Hafiz Sahib then further writes, His immense love for hadith was evident during the holy month of Ramadan when he would deliver darsi hadith, i.e. the lecture on hadith, which usually consisted of various topics about the character of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. And he would prepare these lectures with great effort and diligence, and he would select very rare and unique material and would then present it. His voice had great passion and exuberance, and we would particularly listen to his lectures during the month of Ramadan. He had a beautiful style of delivering his lectures, and his delivery was full of passion and love, to the extent that it felt as if for a few moments one had travelled back into the early period of Islam. He also had the honour of delivering speeches at the Jalsas, i.e. annual conventions in Rabwa, for many years. Then Shamim Parvez Sahib, the Naib Vakil writes, One incident of Mirza Anas Ahmed Sahib's ardent love for Khilafat is engraved in my mind. He says, During the elections of the fourth Khalifa, I was the Qaid of the Jang district and I was given the task of guarding near the Mihrab of Masjid Mubarak. He states that the moment it was announced from the mosque that Hazrat Mirza Tahir Ahmed Sahib had been elected as the fourth Khalifa, he says, I saw Mirza Anas Ahmed Sahib falling immediately in prostration of gratitude on the scorching brick ground despite the severe heat of the month of June. Dr. Iftikhar Sahib of London writes, he was a life devotee personified. He never stopped coming to the office and busied himself in publication and translation work till his final breath. He further states, he would translate with great attention and at times would spend days on end to find the correct idioms. Furthermore, his level of obedience was of the highest degree.
then Khalid Sahib of the Russian desk in London writes, Whenever Mia Sahib's thought comes to mind, I feel that his character was the embodiment of the blessed saying of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, that utlubul ilma min al-mahdi ilal-lahd. That is, seek knowledge from the cradle to the grave. He says Mia Sahib had a never-ending desire to gain all kinds of knowledge. He would never let an opportunity pass to learn something or discover something new. And his favourite subject was the study of the traditions of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, i.e. the Ahadith. Likewise, he had great interest in philology and enjoyed learning different languages. He then further states that he was very welcoming and hospitable and this was a great quality of his. In 2005, when Rustam Hamad Wali Sahib, who is the president of the Jamaat in Russia, and also serving as a muallim in Moscow, i.e. a local missionary, when he went to Rabwa for the preparation of the Russian translation of the Holy Quran, he says that I also had the opportunity to work with him. He says that Rustam Sahib was provided accommodation in the Tariq Jadid guesthouse in those days. And one day, during a mealtime, Rustam Sahib requested something to his liking. However, it was not present, or perhaps had run out. And when Mia Anas Sahib learnt of this, he called me immediately saying, that Rustam Sahib is our dear guest, and our primary responsibility is to take care of all his needs. He then took out some money from his pocket, telling me to purchase everything he requested, and if there was anything in future he needed, then he should tell him personally. Khalid Sahib then further states, that I told him that it has all been arranged and everything has been bought, but even then Mia Sahib would continuously inquire about him. Muhammad Salik Sahib, the missionary of Burma, says that there is one incident of a student from Sri Lanka which really moved me. The student, Munir Ahmed, had come from Sri Lanka to study in Jamia and is now serving as a missionary in Sri Lanka. During his time in Jamia, he fell severely ill due to the extreme heat. And being very concerned for him, Mia Sahib would come night and day to the hostel to inquire about his health, as if one of his close relatives had fallen ill. In those days, Mirza Anas Ahmed Sahib was the Jamia administrator. Then Shimshad Sahib, a missionary in America, writes that he would always try and instill a passion for tabligh in missionaries whenever he met them. He had a great zeal for learning and would often remind missionaries to study regularly. At his office, he would always have a pile of books on his desk and he would frequently read Sahih Bukhari and would have very intellectual discussions with the missionaries that visited him. Shahid Mahmood Sahib, a missionary in Ghana, writes that I had the opportunity to work with Mia Sahib for over 12 years in the Vakalit Ishat office as the editor for the English section of the monthly Tariq Jadid magazine. He says, I have been honored to learn so much from Mia Sahib. He was filled with love for the promised Messiah and was brimming with love and obedience to Khilafat. His eyes would often well up with tears when the name of the promised Messiah was mentioned. And whenever he translated books, especially Ibrahim Ahmadiyya, Surma Chishma Arya, and Mahmoud's Amin, 
He would sit me next to him in the office and on many occasions he would call me to his home to assist in the translation work. He was never concerned about taking days off or working after office hours and often he would work in the office till late in the evening. And despite this, he would continue to take care of my hospitality and show me great affection. He then further states that he assigned me the duty of leading the Zohar prayer in the office where all the workers would come and offer their prayers. And whenever I saw him offering his sunnah prayers, this was a sight to see as he would offer his prayers with such pleasure and delight. He further states that he treated his office workers very kindly and one day I came to the office despite being very sick and he insisted I be sent home to rest for six days. Yet he himself would come to the office whenever he was ill and continue his work at home as well. Ayaz Mahmood Khan Sahib, a missionary serving in Vakalit at Tasneef says, that I have learned so much from him in terms of how to work, seeing as he translated books of the promised Messiah with such passion, I would get help from him on any difficult part in translation I experienced, and he would resolve them and share his experiences as well. One thing he would emphasize was that it is not sufficient when translating to merely use the literal translations in the dictionary. It is also necessary to check that the word chosen does not lower the status of the promised Messiah However, if a literal translation is not suitable, then another word should be used to convey the true meaning. He had so much passion for his translation work that he would not stop even in his illness. During his days of illness, he told me on several occasions that my work rate goes down due to my illness. When I sit up, I am not able to work as much as I would like to, and I become tired. Nevertheless, I still sit for six to seven hours and continue my work. In fact, I have seen him working for 12 to 13 hours continuously, even 15 hours at times. Ayaz Sahib further writes, When we went to Rabwa, Mia Sahib held some of the classes with us, and he would tell us at the time, and even when I met him after, that you should read some literature and make a habit of reading all kinds of books. One should not only read books on religious matters, but you should also read about philosophy, literature and novels. In that way you will broaden your knowledge and your language. Furthermore, he would say to me, it is even more necessary for you as you are working on translation. He further says, I once asked him what he thought the English translation of a difficult word was. Miyasai pondered for a while and then said two or three possible translations. I then told him that Hazrat Jodi's Rafullah Khan Sahib in one place has translated this word in the following manner in English. He then expressed his joy saying this is absolutely correct and this is the right translation. He then went on to pay great respect and regard to Hazrat Jodi Sahib saying that he had very good vocabulary so I should use that word. Ayaz Sahib then further states that I noticed that Mia Sahib deemed his knowledge and understanding to be nothing in comparison to that of the Khalifa of the time. If he had previously held an opinion and I told him that the Khalifa, are you referring to me, has stated something else, he would immediately respond saying, that is absolutely right and I was at error. 
whatever Hazur has said is correct. And in this way, he would often give me the lesson that once the Khalifa had said something, then everything else is futile. And only that opinion is correct which has been expressed by the Khalifa of the time and that is incumbent upon us to act upon it. Sheikh Nasir Sahib, who works as part of the Russian desk here, says, I spent 16 years with Mia Sahib in Vakalit Ishaq and learnt a lot from him. He was always kind and compassionate towards me and never made me feel like I was a subordinate. And if I ever felt that my parents were not alive, he would always say that I should consider him in their place. He further writes, He would always be courteous to all his staff. Owing to a mistake of mine, if he ever rebuked me even slightly, he would always remember it, and the following day he would ask, Have you forgiven me for it? I would say to him, Mia Sahib, I did not even feel that you rebuked me. If he became angry, he would fall silent and we would know that Mia Sahib is angry over something. However, after a short while his phone would ring about another matter and he would never keep that in his heart. Whenever he was assigned a task from Hazrat Khalifatul Masih, he would immediately hold a meeting with the relevant staff members and devise a strategy to proceed. He would take the most difficult task upon himself and despite any illness, he would try his utmost to complete the task from home. If he felt difficulty in going to the office, he would call the workers to his home and use that as an office. He did not have any concept of taking rest or holidays. Even whilst laying on his bed, he would often be occupied in translation work. Many times he would sit with me on a cycle and come to work. Then Zahid Mahmood Majid Sahib writes, who works in the Ishad department, I had the opportunity to serve alongside respected Mia Sahib. He was a passionate devotee of Khilafat. Whenever he wanted to write a fax to you, here he is addressing me, he would be overcome by great emotion. And if he was entrusted with work from me, he would be anxious to complete it. And if his health did not permit him to work, he would become extremely worried. Mahmoud Majib Sahib then further states, I underwent an operation in Fazli Umar Hospital for kidney stones. And he says, my father informed me that until the operation ended, Mia Sahib paced up and down outside the theatre room whilst occupied in prayer. Mahmood Deen Bhatti Sahib, who works in the Ishad department, writes, I had the opportunity to work with him from 1995 until his demise. Mia Sahib would always be respectful towards his workers, and whenever he would call anyone over for work, he would ask them to sit down on the chair before explaining the task. If ever he was angry towards one of his workers, a short while later he would become affectionate towards that individual, to the extent that he would even seek forgiveness from them. He further says, on one occasion, Mia Sahib asked me to perform a particular task, however I replied in the negative. Although it was a mistake on my part, 
Yet still Mia Saib overlooked the incident and only said that I should not have replied in such a manner. He further states that due to pain in my knees, for a period of time I was unable to arrive at the office on time, and therefore in the attendance register I would be marked as late, and a few late arrivals equate to one day's absence. And so Mia Saib himself sent a recommendation to Vakili Allah Sahib that due to my chronic pain I should not be marked as late. He then writes that Mia Sahib would especially take care of poor students, those that are unemployed and widows, and he would buy books and school uniforms for the poor students, and he would write a letter of recommendation for anyone that was unemployed. Esanullah Sahib, who is a missionary serving in Ghana, writes, I had the opportunity to work under him for nine years in Vakalit Ishaad office. He was filled with the love and respect of Khilafat. He would inject this love into the hearts of those who worked with him in the most excellent manner. On one occasion, he called me into the office and sat me down. He then said, I am writing a fax to Hazur which needs to be sent immediately. He then began to write the fax. And when he had written the words, Hazrat Khalifatul Masih al-Khamis Ayyadahullah, he stopped and became fixated on these words for a few minutes. And after this, he began to narrate incidents relating to Khilafat in a passionate and emotional manner. He further states, He would show an astonishing level of kindness towards his subordinates and would never allow anyone to remain standing when they came to see him. And despite his extreme illness and state of weakness, he always remained cheerful. If ever he told anyone off one day, he would spend the next two days cheering him up, so much so that the person would feel embarrassed. Moreover, this telling off would be no more than just raising his voice and there would be no harsh words said or any hurtful comment. And if ever he saw anyone being too strict in office, he would express his displeasure at it. Muhammad Tala Sahib is a teacher in the Jamia department which specializes in the subject of Hadith. He says, Me and Sayyid Fahad Sahib, who is also a missionary, had the opportunity to study hadith from Mirza Anas Ahmad Sahib for approximately one year during our specialization. And despite his other commitments and illness, he would make the utmost effort to ensure that not a single day passed in which we did not have a hadith class. One day he was extremely ill and therefore could not come to office. However, he called us to his home to continue the lessons. Asif Awais Sahib, who is also a missionary serving in Vakalit Ishaat, writes, I was appointed to the office of Vakalit Ishaat a few months ago, and these few months were some of the most memorable moments of my life. On every occasion, he took care of me with great love and kindness, and despite an age gap of more than 55 years between us, however, it seemed as if this difference was just a mere number. His conversation was always impressive, and to lighten the mood of the gathering, he would often share some jokes. He further states, I am assigned his translation work of Musnad Ahmad bin Hanbal, and despite his age and extremely poor health, he possessed such astonishing level of strength to continue his work. He would never entertain any doubt on the possibility that any work could not be completed. A student of Jamia Ahmadiyya Rabwa, Muhammad Kashif Sahib says, I visited Mirza Anas Sahib on numerous occasions in the last few months in relation to my thesis, which was in regards to the private secretaries of Khulafai Ahmadiyyat. 
and by the grace of God Almighty, he very lovingly gave me some of his precious time, and despite his illness, he gave me detailed interviews. One day, in a very emotional tone, he said, a summary of my life's experiences are that one's own efforts and struggles are of no value. Whatever one has is purely due to the grace of God Almighty and through Khilafat. Asif Ahmed Zafar Sahib from Rabwa says, A short while before his demise, he was admitted in the Tahir Heart Hospital and I went to visit him. At the time he was wearing an oxygen mask and when I introduced myself, he took off the oxygen mask himself and began talking to me. I then said in relation to his health, that Mia Sahib, inshallah, God willing, God Almighty will bestow his grace. And he replied, that it is also out of his grace if he calls one to himself. Upon hearing this, I was left astounded that despite his condition he had such trust in God Almighty and was not worried about the idea of death. There is absolutely no exaggeration in regards to what various people have written about his relationship with Khilafat. In fact, his relationship was even stronger than that and he demonstrated this relationship through every action and example of his. In fact, when Hazrat Khalifatul Masih IV appointed me as the Amir Muqami in Nazri Allah, he showed complete obedience to the Amir and had great regard for this, even though I was at least 13 or 14 years younger than him, but this was purely due to his obedience towards Khilafat. And after my appointment to Khilafat, he continued to show complete obedience and devotion. May God Almighty grant him his mercy and forgiveness, and may God Almighty also fulfill his desire which he mentioned in relation to acquiring the grace of God Almighty. And may God Almighty grant him a place among the company of his loved ones and also enable his progeny to establish a bond of loyalty with Khilafat. When Mirza Ghulam Ahmed Sahib passed away, he saw a dream which I also mentioned in the Friday sermon. He related this dream in which he said that the night before yesterday, when Mia Sahib passed away, I saw a dream close to that time in which I saw that Mia Khurshid and Mia Ahmed have gone to God Almighty, and they are meeting the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and the promised Messiah, alayhi salatu wasalam. At the time, I also desired to God Almighty that he would grant me the opportunity to meet them as well. And so I prayed that, O Allah, call me towards yourself. And God Almighty replied that, Come forward. Thus, he was granted the closeness of God Almighty and God Almighty had informed him of bestowing his forgiveness and mercy upon him from before. May God Almighty continue to elevate his station, and may his progeny also be righteous and pious. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> 
الحمد للہ نحمد ونستعين ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له